Welcome to Grid Talk, the weekly RC racing podcast. With your host, myself, Russell Lee, and as always, the fantastic Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Epic, let me thank the sponsors. A massive thank you to CMR Distribution, Schumacher Racing, and Willsby, the companies that keep us in air every week and lovingly throw us some prizes at Christmas. So, guys, thanks very much for your support. So, no messing around tonight. Straight in with it. Um, Pete Lyons, the, the recently appointed AE UK team manager. How are you doing, Pete? You all right? I'm very well, thank you, Russ. Uh, good evening, Russ. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, listeners. Epic. Thanks for coming on, mate. You know, it's it's good to get you on and talk. I mean, you couldn't have had a better start to the the national season at the weekend. Uh, Are are you uh, you, you saying it's all you? Because I would be. I'd be jumping up Um, there and going, look look what I've done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the evidence speaks for itself that I'm clearly clearly a a good luck charm for the team. No, I can take no credit um, that they... I couldn't have asked for a, a better weekend. I've been messaged the same by some friends in RC, and it was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, for for my opening weekend, I really stepped into things from the Bradbury Cup onwards, and uh, uh, obviously uh, the Robin Hood National was my first uh, national as team manager, and I couldn't have been more happy with how it went, not only with the results, but with the actual way the team worked together with drivers at all levels, but also people such as myself and Chris working together on some of the sort of legwork stuff that has to be done. Um, You know, no man is an island and um, I'll always accept help and uh, advice. I always listen to what people have to say. And, um, you know, just just working together as a team and uh, 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 forging that sort of open team ethic, it couldn't have gone any better. I mean, there'll be ups and downs, I'm sure, but it was it was a great start. I'd say this year the team the team area gazebo pitting area thing it's uh, it's bigger than ever. It pro- I think it mm. feels like the team's doubled in size uh, over last year. We had, like you said, drivers of every every level, um, and there was no egos, no politics. It was just everybody was there to make everybody else faster. Mm, it was, it was right. just it was a, it was just a good atmosphere. I thought. I mean, it I was... saw the photographs on the um, on, on Facebook of how many awnings were there. It was huge. <laughs> it was like six. It was like everyone's AE awning was all there, and I know there's a load in the eighth side as well. And that little, <laughs> that, that nice little black one just just snuck in at the back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was it was really it was really nice actually. That obviously when um, uh, myself and Abe turned up on the Friday when it was absolutely chucking it down, uh, and Chris was there and um, and Gemo, and uh, when we started getting up the gazebos and we took the chance, obviously Saturday and Sunday would be nice because the forecast said that it was at least going to be dry if not sunny. We thought, well, it's really nice to be outside in the gazebos. I think it has a, dif- a different feel when you're pitting outdoors to indoors. And uh, right by the track, where things are happening, you're in the thick of things. You can hear the, the, the tannoy, if you like, and you're near, you can hear that whining of the, of the motors on the track. And it just, uh, 
it really really took shape and as chris has said we've we've gone from strength to strength as a team uh in not only talent but in numbers and that's part of the reason that i'm here is uh is it, there reaches a stage where things have to be pulled together somewhat and uh, if you like uh, light touch sort of organization and making things happen is something i've been used to in my working life and uh, i'm hoping that i can contribute uh to, to the team uh, at the track uh, on and off yeah i mean not only that you actually turned up with a van full of hoodies as well didn't you um which, I did. which was a nice shock for everyone it was really pestered for the clothes for a little while and then you, yes, you, turn I, up, you, <laughs> you turn up with a bag, bag, bag full of hoodies. So once again, I, you you've struck another chord with the team. <laughs> I did. I, I I felt I felt a, a tiny bit Del Boy, but in a good way. In that Jason had uh, got uh, uh, Jason Potter to bring down some clothes for me, along with some other promotional items and flags and things, which which I've actually got here in my RC room right now. And um, it was uh, obviously the new hoodies, the new T-shirts, which look fantastic, I think, that uh, CML have had done um, uh, and uh, all, you know, the associated clothing. And it was it went down very, very well with team members, definitely. Class, mate. Class. So how did Abe get on? I thought he did really well, although he was, I'll be quite frank, disappointed, I have to say. Um, I think that's what you get with anybody who really like is, is determined to achieve, though nothing's ever good enough, is it, in a way, unless you're where Neil was. Um, so he, he actually qualified E5. Um, uh, sorry, he qualified E6 in two-wheel drive and finished E5. And he qualified pole in the D, unfortunately, um, and won it by a mile. He he, he finished uh, a tone-to-tone win, which, when I tried to go through the facts of it with him, was actually, I thought, a good achievement because he didn't do any nationals last year or regionals. He dropped down to being an F3 this year, so he was actually in Heat 3. Okay. of two-wheel drive and heat four of four-wheel drive so he was mm. very early on in the order yeah. and uh, i could see that obviously uh, referee extraordinaire john cockill was calling him through but even still you can see some people they they don't listen or they they don't quite move over especially, in time. I mean, I mean, especially with the speed difference of Abe being in no offence to anyone in Heat 3 at the Nationals, you're all wonderful. But to put, for Abe to be in Heat 3, the closing speed from him compared to the club racers down towards the, you know, Heat 1 and Heat 2 and Heat 3 must have been horrendous. You know, you watch Neil, Neil Cragg around in practice and he closes on people. You know, you think you're going to let someone through in three corners and, and the next thing you know, they're up, they're up the inside of you, scaring the life out of you. So he must have yes, struggled that's right. not having other people at the same pace with him as well. That That's another factor, is that when you're going off, because he, he, he went off um, first in four-wheel drive, I think, and he, he then he went off sixth in two-wheel drive and then was first from yeah. round two. Yeah. Um, you've got nobody to pace yourself against, and you've also got nobody pushing you along. So it can be it can be hard to know whether your pace is quite right. I mean, for example, I noticed um, in round four of four-wheel drive, he put an absolute storming round in and did a 14-3-11. And there was five points 
in between uh, a 14-3-11 and a 14-3-10 wow. um, on, on Sunday. Five points. So he tied on 48 points, I think, with Matt Druitt, good friend of ours and yeah. teammate. And I think Harry Mears uh, as well. And when I was watching that round four, there was a few cars that it was like three corners through the sort of twisty sections. And I was thinking, get out of the way, get out of the way. And they don't. And some of them don't listen to John uh, or they listen and they're not quite quick enough. And at that level, that's all you need. That'll be that one second yeah. difference between a 14-3-11 and a 14-3-10 that cost him five points. That's why he was disappointed. But I had to say to him, don't worry about that. You know, next time, the way John's software works it all out with the BRCA, he'll move up a few heats. Yeah. And, you know, that's I, he's very good friends with Thomas Phipps, amongst other juniors. And Tom, I think, had the same thing to deal with. Last year, I think, lads, because he was an F five. Yeah, yeah, we used to joke about him that he was the fastest F five in the in the West Mids. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Thomas is like lightning, and his dad Gordy is a good guy. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I I said to him, I said, look, Abe, I said Thomas had exactly the same thing to deal with because we didn't do nationals and regionals last year. That's just how it is. Smile, grin, get on with the job. We're on to mend it next. Where hopefully he'll he'll move up the order, which is I know how, how it works. That's what will happen, and then you'll be in a heat where it will be a bit quicker and a bit quicker. But um, when I was, um, I think Craig uh, Drescher, when I was talking to him the other day, said uh, where do, where would Abe's time in his final in four wheel drive have put him, uh, and I think he would have finished second or third in the C. Yeah. I know you can't judge things always I'm, that I'm, way. I'm the, I'm but... the worst for, for doing exactly what you're doing. What if, you know? But you just, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. It, it, oh, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm breaking your, 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 your train of conversation here, but that thing is thought, isn't it? It makes you think, well, bloody hell, I can do it, <laughs> you know? Yes. You know, I am fast. Yes, I am that fast sort of thing. I just, yeah. And he backed off in the final as well uh, in four-wheel drive. And I, I was watching it and I could see it. And I said to him, you backed off, didn't you? And he said at about, I think, with a minute to go, there was a, there was, there'd been quite a lot of action, is what I would say, in inverted commas, behind him. Um, and uh, he was, I mean, I watched about four minutes in when, if anybody knew the four-wheel drive track, when he was coming around in front of Muzzy in race yeah. control, the second place man was coming onto the straight. So he was, he was miles ahead and you'd have had to have had an absolutely catastrophic marshalling, you know, f- facing completely the wrong way, stood 10 foot away to have lost a lead of that size. So he was thinking of the points for yeah. his F1 or F2M and just backed off, finished the race and, and, and won. So it would have actually been even faster had he kept up the pace. But I mean, I was happy, but um, he'll he'll always want to do better, which I think is a good mindset to have as long as it doesn't become unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, uh, in Abe's kind of defence, um, not so much on the four-wheel, because it, although there was a bit, in two-wheel there was a hell of a lot of track evolution. Mm, yes. So the people Abe would normally be sort of in a qualifying position with 
they did have a lot of advantage, and it was a big advantage because, you know, you could just tell, couldn't you, in the way the cars were moving around on the surface of the Astro at the time. And, yeah, if you were in one of the later heats, it was just two-wheel drive, in all honesty. You were, if you were in an earlier heat, you kind of, you were already at a five to ten second disadvantage per run, just based on what you could actually put in as a lap time. Um, Chris is up. You're absolutely spot on there, Chris. Correct. It's it's the track evolves through the rounds and through the day. So you know, often it, it's not a nice term, but often the early drivers can feel like they're track cleaners, and and uh, that's how it goes. And you're you're absolutely spot on. And that was another thing I pointed out to him. I said, look, I said, you're you're at a disadvantage. Graham Hall said the same. He said exactly the same thing. He said, he's at an in, especially in two-wheel, uh, he said, you're, Abe's at an enormous disadvantage being in Heat 3 to try and put in the times that he needs to put in to get where he should get. Uh, but that's, that's the game he's in, and he's going to have to deal with it. Uh, he will as well. It'll be okay. It'll work itself out. Yeah, that'll be fine. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be he'll fine. Be. You know, you said the track evolved through the day. Was that because it was drying from the the rain the previous be, previous day, or was it? Or did it rain on Saturday morning as well? I don't think it rained on Saturday morning, but it went through phases. I think, didn't it, Chris? Where we get a little bit of sunshine and then it'll cool down again, and then the track itself was drying. So, uh, you know, whether it stayed on silvers for quite a while, but it. It just seems that as the the later heats, it, the track clears, the track clears, and it's 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 evolving through the rounds and through the day, and then there, there's all sorts of factors where, obviously, in the earlier heats, no disrespect because it takes all skill levels to make a national event what it is, is that some of them will struggle more than if you're trying to you know get around the track with with Matt Thompson and and Ben Smith and Ben Pugh and things where you can sort of try and latch onto the end if you're that skill level um, and and your time will naturally be better. Um, can I just point out, it was it, I thought James and the crew did a wonderful job. Both track layouts were fantastic, yeah. we thought, myself and Abe, but both days, really, really great job. The good thing about it as well, the Sunday, is they actually changed the track. It wasn't like, oh, they just changed a couple of corners, <laughs> you know. It was, yes, it was, or, or gone backwards. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was mad different, yeah. It was really good. Both, both really, really good layouts, we felt. Really, yeah, they were. Yeah, there were. Um, the Sunday one was actually a, it was one of the Upal International tracks from quite some time ago, because, funny story, the way that came about, we were sat in the race control on Friday afternoon, just discussing some BRCA stuff, and Mm-hmm. Casey and Eugene, who were sort of doing the tracks with Rob Fox, said, what are we going to do for four-wheel drive? Have you got any ideas? And having a little chat between them. And the uh, as they turn the computer on, the background for the computer in race control is the aerial drone photo oh, oh, yes, of that yes. track. And I just <laughs> yeah, went, that's right. well, that looks a pretty awesome four-wheel drive track. Why don't you do that? And they went... It's a good idea. We'll just do that. 
Well, great so, suggestion, Chris, because it really was. It was, <laughs> it was very, it was very suited to the uh, to the four wheel drives, wasn't it? It, you, it really was. And sometimes people forget about that, I think, Chris and Russ. Four wheel layouts. The cars are so fast these days. They are. It's, it's a different racing sort of uh, approach. And a good four wheel layout allows a four wheel to breathe, if you know what I mean. It'll be fast and open and not too tight and twisty. And uh, it really did work well on the Sunday. Both tracks were great. And particularly from a four-wheel point of view, certainly from all the finals I watched all the way up to the absolutely thrilling finals with um, Lee and uh, Neil and uh, Tommy, uh, the, the layout worked really, really well. It did. It was a, it was a really good layout. But... We've got to, before we've got to mention we've got to um, talk about Jamie Hall, gentlemen. Um, mm. His first national round uh, leg win, um, proper taking the yeah. battle to Craggy as well in the two wheel, absolutely yes. awesome. You know, I, I mean, I know Jamie's never been a slave, but he's always, you know, over, you know, overshadowed the right word, probably a bit over the top by by Tommy. But my God, he's come out the blocks fighting this year, hasn't he? Absolutely, absolutely storming. I was um, I was so proud of him. Go on, Chris. No, no, you you go on, Pete. You're the you're the team manager. You now get to brag about your drivers. Now. Yeah, um, I, I can take all the credit for what a wonderful family the the, the halls are. No, uh, the, uh, Jamie was fantastic, uh, as was Tommy. But just to give Jamie uh, the spotlight for the moment, I was so pleased for him. He he was phenomenal on Saturday. And I would say Neil Cragg is probably I've told it I told him this at the weekend, probably the most naturally talented, gifted racer I have ever had the privilege of seeing, ever. And um he does things that I can't quite believe. And Jamie was right there. He was well worth every moment of his leg of, of his win. And I, I I cannot um, uh, deny that had he won the the two wheel drive national, I think it would have been well deserved, and I think many people would have been delighted. Probably along, no doubt, along with Neil, because he's not short on wins, is he? Yeah. Um, let's be honest, uh, the goat himself, and Jamie was superb. Um, the only way I can describe it was it was I watched it and I was watching him and it was like seeing somebody where everything had come together, almost like Tommy's Euros win, if you will, for European being European champion. Everything lined up for him and he was laser focused for every moment of his races. And that's actually quite hard to do. Um, anybody who's raced uh, you guys race I used to race and you can have those moments where you think oh I've gone into autopilot a little bit here or I'm not on the edge or I've backed off a little he was phenomenal and I I, I couldn't have been more impressed with him I was very proud of him and um, you know uh, he was superb absolutely superb I think uh 
after it, we were, we were having a bit of a laugh and a joke after the first round because uh, I said to there was we were all stood there was me, Craggy, and Jamie stood there, and I went, Neil, you know I love you, you know I think you're the goat, but. <laughs> But I am <laughs> firmly cheering for Jamie in this one. I said, I've got, I'll apologise to you now, but I am seriously hoping Jamie does you in this final. <laughs> it was just before <laughs> leg three. And, uh, I think yeah, he would have totally before... understood, Chris. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, Neil, uh, to his credit, we'd, we'd kind of, I think after the second leg, we'd kind of, you know, he was like, you know what, Jamie? I don't think I like this. Everybody's normally cheering for me. And everybody around the track's cheering for you now. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> you know. And, yeah. uh, I suppose you have got to also point out, Jamie couldn't have had an epic race on his own, could he? It needed, it needed that protagonist of Neil mm. to be as quick as Neil is and as awesome as he is in the the amazing things he can do with an RC car, just with natural ability. Every time Neil crashed, and I'm not, no offence, Neil, if you're listening this week, man, you crashed a lot. Um, the way we just catch back up again, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what? How is that possible? You know, yeah, yeah. You, know, you normally yeah, give yeah. someone a second or a two-second gap in a, in a race, you know, like three minutes from the end, and that's it, isn't it? You know, no matter what you do, you're going you're gonna to risk catching them and, and launching it off and nearly just try and catch up and then crash again and then still be back in it again he's wild he has he has gears that i don't think exist yeah for, for pretty much nearly anybody else um i i've never seen the, the, they were just thrilling races to watch I, I i believe raceway one got a lot of the footage if not all of it and has put it up um, they're they're well worth a watch yeah, uh, because they were absolutely thrilling. I mean, I am sitting there panicking uh, with a team manager's hat on now, of course, thinking, "Don't, don't have a racing incident. I want either one to win, any of you to win, uh, but don't have a racing incident." But that that never happened, and they're too good, and uh, they they that was absolutely thrilling stuff to watch uh the three of them and as as you opened with i mean for the for the for the all three spots on the podium to be associated and then two of the three in four-wheel drive i mean uh, i couldn't ask for much more other than all three in four-wheel drive of course but you know let's not be too greedy it was a phenomenal performance from the team at, at all levels as i would stress um, but clearly, the, the the national championship. What what a be, what an opening for CML and Associated. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's got to be pointed out as well that um, whilst we may have also secured all three podium spaces on the Sunday and two of the three on the sorry two of the three on the Sunday and all of them on the Saturday. Um, to me, I think a, a, almost a, a nicer thing to look at was the the junior trophies and the junior positions in mm. both days where I'm not I wasn't too up on the Sunday results but I think near enough all of our juniors won their category didn't they I think all of, and all of the juniors Chris beat you as well well yes but they including have Harry Saunders including Harry Saunders mate 
It's Harry's beat. I keep telling Harry. I know. You've it's been, like he you, comes you running keep, over and he keeps flipping telling me as well. <laughs> he keeps running over going, I'll beat you, I'll beat you. And I'm like, Harry, you should be beating me. You are faster now. You're an up and coming young kid, and I'm a, getting to be a bit of an old man. <laughs> and it's easy to forget how experienced Harry actually is. He's been racing quite a while now, and he keeps yep. getting faster and faster and faster. He's one to watch, definitely. Yep. He's still very, very young. And uh, uh, I think, isn't Harry about 10? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think he's 11. I think he's 11. Yeah. Because he yeah, had, yeah, uh, he's the same age as, as, as our lad. Yeah. We'll wait and see what he's like when he's 13. I think oh, yeah. uh, uh, he, he keeps getting faster. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think obviously we, 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 we can talk about the juniors, if you like, at, at some point. We've got some great juniors on the team. Uh, and uh, that's another aspect of what I'm trying to work on for CML and Associated as well. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll be really good to have have the uh, the junior team even, I'm going to say the word, even more dominant. Mm. They were they were terrific. So, I mean, that's, uh, you've got Charlie, you've got Archie, um, Daniel Pohl, uh, Ashton Parai was there uh, on Saturday. Obviously, Abe's still a junior, although he feels like he's been around forever. <laughs> uh, Abe's not a junior, he's about 12 foot tall. He's bigger than me. <laughs> do, do you know what? It's It's... He's taller than I am now, which always makes me laugh because the halls were smaller than me once. And now I sort of feel like I'm talking up to the sky when I talk to them. And like Charlie's tall, um, Abe's taller than I am, Archie's taller than I am. You know, then you've got, um, obviously, uh, uh, I remember years ago, uh, Joe Housen was smaller than me. Now he, he looks like he's about six foot two. Um, you know, there, there's uh, obviously I, I, I don't look forward to when Bruce is taller than I am, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Daniel Pohl as well. You know, so uh, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, um, that uh, they won't they won't get too tall anyway, not too quickly. <laughs> cool. Well, speaking about the the juniors, um, you did you did quite a lot with the with the junior team when you were back in the days when you were PR. Yes. Um, yeah. Absolutely. With, with, yeah. Spring, with um, Springer and, and Kev Lee. Now, a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. know I, I got a bang on about this all the time, Pete. To be honest, about how all of the juniors in the UK at the moment who are coming to you know, what's our junior or our young talent, should I say, have all come through um, the inside line team um, with PR. Yes. I mean the Hall brothers, mm. the Saunders brothers, um, your lad as well. You know, yep. um, th- there's been so many of them that have, that, have, that went through the, that PR team. Um, mm. They really, they knew that the sport was about bringing the, the juniors through, wasn't it, and getting the young mm. ones in, involved in it. How, do you, mm. how, how involved with, were you with, with that kind of with that kind of thing? Because obviously, you know, you t- they were taking all the juniors who were like ten to the Euros all over Europe and stuff. So, you know, so it was quite a big thing, wasn't it? It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, come club racing with us on the Sunday. They were, like, getting them involved at all levels of racing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I, I can't take too much credit because I don't think that will be right. But I can tell you, uh, having been 
I would like to, maybe I'd say a, a, a very close member of the team with Alec and with Kev yeah. that both of them were great with with youngsters and with identifying talent and um, they were, I can certainly speak from a personal point of view they were great in um, assisting Abe with his development um, Alec spotted um, uh, Abe and helped him and uh, it was Alec that got in touch with me originally. And this is even before PR uh, with Kev to, to get me and Abe involved with um, Team C, as it was back then. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, 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 were, they always were uh, good at identifying youth talent. So you've named it there. You've got, um, I mean, Tommy and Jamie. You know, it's it's in my it's in my Hall of Fame locker that I have beaten both of them, and I beat um, <laughs> Jamie in a carpet race once in Devon. <laughs> that was a long time was ago. Yeah, he, I, 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 was <laughs> and, say, I uh, used to smash the pair of them at short course races as well back in the day. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think there's a legendary story that Mark uh, from Coventry once said. If you stick at this, you might be quite good. Yeah, which I think is is a hell of a statement. It's a brilliant statement that one. Um, and obviously, as I was saying, you've got uh, Tommy and Jamie, uh, Charlie Saunders and Harry Saunders, Abe, and that's just naming the ones that Kev and uh, Alec were responsible for nurturing and bringing through. There's probably others that maybe I've forgotten about. But they they made it fun. I think that's one of the things um, which they were very good at. There was always a great atmosphere in the pits with the pair of them. I actually really miss the pair of them racing, uh, Kev. And I've said, I've said this to them, Kev and Alec, at nationals and things. But I know life goes on and people get into doing other things and that's how it goes. Um, but they were uh, key in helping, certainly from my perspective, Abe, with his development. It was making it fun and keeping him included in things and making him feel really part of something that he wanted to he wanted to race and then race at the Euros and 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 things like that. And uh, it, it, it helps with the kids. It's it's very much like football. I noticed an interview. I think it was today. With um, uh, who's the chap who's uh, was he's gone back to Palace, isn't he? And he was England manager for a while. The old chap, what's his name? I forget now. Um, he's given an interview, and he said about kids playing football in the park on Sunday, and he said, "Stop making it like you're preparing kids for Manchester United's Champions League game. Keep it fun." And I think that uh, at that attitude, I think is uh, one that we can take on board in RC. And I'm as guilty of this as anybody, um, that I've nurtured a since he was seven and a half with racing now. So um, I put an awful lot of time in with him and we have our ups and downs. He gets annoyed with me. I get heated with him. Uh, maybe I we don't make it fun enough at times. And that's easily easily forgotten, I think, uh, but that's something that Alec and Kev did very, very well. And um, the atmosphere was always good. The jokes, you know, Alec's famous for his old joke book. And some of them hit home, some don't. But he was still relentless in telling the jokes. And the kids love it because they yeah. haven't heard some of the old ones before <laughs> that I have. Yeah. So to them, it's new. 
And um, that was certainly an aspect that, that they were excellent at. I mean, um, just on a slightly different tack, on a personal tack, is that my littlest David, that some of you will know from the YouTube videos, um, is the first person, and genuinely, I can tell you this, this isn't me bragging, and this is definitely not me promoting him or anything, in that the first person to make me take him serious as you need to put some effort into this boy because he's got something was was Alec again he know he watched David race at Junction 16 and said he's got something you need to keep him racing but that's uh you know we can something we can pick up on again later if you want yeah definitely definitely Roy Hodgson by the way was the name of the man that's it yeah, Correct. No, yeah, no problem. I, go- I-, I googled it. I googled it because I knew the <laughs> listeners would all be, be driving to work and you know, listen, look, looking for the phone to Google it. So yeah, it's Roy Hodgson. <laughs> yes, Roy. He, I think he was in an interview today talking about that. Yeah. So, um, how how much um, driving has David done? I mean, I, I know he's you got him racing like full on now, but had he always had RC cars? Um, while, while you and Abe were off racing, or how did you get no. him into driving? Is what I'm trying to get at. Funnily enough, no. Um, he, he's he's uh, very much a gamer, and he loves his um, PlayStation and Xbox, and he likes racing games like Mario Kart yeah, yeah. on the Nintendo, and uh, he also plays uh, Forza, funnily enough. Um, but he, he's very, very, he's a very creative little boy, uh, hence the videos that he loves. Cause that's nothing to do with me, by the way, well, at I was, all. I mean, that was, I, I all, was all him. I was leading on to asking you about that. Um, and the first thing I was, was thinking is because, um, not that I've been in the business for so but I've been around that kind of stuff as well. How he presents, has he had any training? Have you have you no, like taught him how no, to? Because no. he doesn't speak like he speaks. Obviously, he speaks like a kid, but he speaks like um, like a proper presenter. Like he's been doing it for ten years, you know. And it's almost you know the way he speaks at the start. You know, I mean, I'm 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 sat here as a forty odd year old man, and I can't stop saying uh, every thirty flipping seconds, you know. Um, but the way he just, he just goes off like a presenter, no stops, nothing. It's absolutely brilliant to watch. So that's what, very kind of you. So, but what training have you given him, or have you not? Have you helped None. him at all? Or no, no I, I, I've given him very limited help. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 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 one of the things I purely helped him with is some ideas about how he can open an intro. Yeah. To do the best for his sponsors, and genuinely, that's about it. He 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 loves youtubers that deal with gaming yeah now obviously we have to be careful of some of what he watches in this day and age uh but he loves youtubers gaming presenters people like uh some of your listenership might know people like dan tdm so on and so forth that do these you know got 20 odd million uh viewers that do minecraft uh gaming and he's very inspired by that and it purely came about that returning to an early question about how much racing he's done, he did about five indoor meetings at Junction 16 um, with a cobbled together car um, before COVID hit. 
And it was at one of those meetings, he very quickly moved out of the very bottom heat, which astonished me, and started beating established youngsters. Uh, much He's 10, yeah. that were much older than him. And that's when Alex said to me, you need to keep that boy racing because he's got something. Um, and I remember, I, I, I believe me, guys and listeners, I'm not coming with the big head here or anything, but I remember Alex said the same thing about Tommy Hall. He said, keep David racing. Then COVID hit, everything stopped. Yeah. And I've just recently brought him back. His first ever outdoor meeting was the Bradby Cup, and he didn't qualify last. I then took him to um, a, a coastal model car club uh, race meeting where they do a fantastic meeting on a Friday for the kids. They, go, they call it the Kids Club to get kids racing at coastal. It's very popular. And there was about, I think, probably about seven or eight kids there including a couple of four-wheel drives in the same heat as David, and he TQ'd that, um, which I was not expecting. So he beat them all. That was his second outdoor meeting. And then um, I uh, took him to, um, where was I? Um, Somewhere uh, uh, the other day. Oh, that was it, last night. I was at Hearts. Gosh, trying to remember with all the racing that's been going on. I was at Hearts last night. Um, and uh, obviously Abe did his thing and David was in the bottom heat and again didn't qualify last and I was watching him with his mum and you can see him going round he's not too confident over some of the bigger tabletops yet but he does the, the triangle double in the middle perfectly every race and a lot of people get that wrong um, even Abe cased it at one point and he got it right every single time i bought him a b6.4 carpet so he's going around with that with a ball diff in and other than that that's completely kit and you, you can see and i'm being i'd say this about any kid I, I i watched race like this you can see he gets it so he is trying to we in the final come on the inside of people come on the outside of people protect his line i i was astonished to see what i saw if i saw somebody else's kid driving like that i was told it was their third ever outdoor meeting i'd want to speak to that kid's dad yeah. because he he just gets it and i said to him i said david how what what do you feel about the rc he says he really enjoys it and he's quite he's quite a he's got quite a winner's sort of he gets really upset when he doesn't not sort of tantrum upset but he gets angry when he doesn't do as well as he he, he thinks he could have done yeah and i said but what do you see and he says i see it as mario kart 3d yeah. so he thinks of what a mario kart game is like and that's what he sees so i'll be interested to see how he gets on yeah. you know, over the over the years to come brilliant no, it's good, man. And like I say, the YouTube channel, um, the stuff he's doing is brilliant. I mean, not only that, the the editing he's doing as well, you know, it, it's bang on. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just brilliant for, for somebody of his age. Honestly, I can't believe the stuff he does. Um, it's all, do you know what? He does it all on an iPhone SE. Yeah. 
I, honestly, he's he's got these little detail, little fingers, and he he does it all on an iPhone SE, all of it. Yeah. And I can assure you, I help him with none of it. Yeah, he's just I out. give him, I gave him an idea, and I said, look, why don't you take a picture of that Robin Hood logo up there, and then you can recreate the kind of picture that you love when somebody's standing there in front of it, giving it a thumbs up. Yeah, and that's as far as it goes with me. The rest of it is all him. The track walks are all him. A very kindly, a chap called Rob Cuss, who some of you may know on the racing scene, has got a spare gimbal that they're going to give to him. So when he does his track walks, he'll be able to keep the the iPhone flatter and make that look a bit more professional. And genuinely, the the reaction we've had to the videos, I've been really encouraged by the racing community. Yeah. People such as um, uh, Brian and Harley Eldridge came up to me at the Bradby Cup and made a point of telling me and then encouraging David face-to-face saying, we love your videos, keep them up. Yeah. They're great for the if, RC if, racing if, scene. If he gets that gimbal, don't let him use it on the track walk because that track walk oh, okay. with ran Robin Hood the other day was so cool. You know, the way he, he was up and down the undulations and then he ran down the straights and, and he sped the video up, you know, like, like, like a kid would do. Oh, yes. You yes, know, I'll do yes, a track walk yes. with Bruce and he won't, he just literally just runs, you know, starts just running every corner. <laughs> while, we're, while, we're, while we're trying to talk about it. I, but the way I he shall, did that. I and, shall and, tell him that. It was so funny when he ran down the straight. It was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, so I wait, shall tell him that. What are you doing this year for... Um, other than nationals, you're doing regionals, east of England, I, I assume. That's correct. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're naturally in the east of England, although uh, myself and I did Midwest for many years. Uh, uh, the of the hard region, that's obvious. obvious yes. Obvious. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I remember being told by um, Stuart Wyman that we should come to the Midwest, uh, myself and Abe, and... Uh, it, it it really is a, a very competitive region. That's going back to when you had, you know, um, Kev was there, uh, Robbo, uh, Tom Yardy. Yeah, it was it was really at its peak. I think it's still extremely tough, but this is going back a few years. It was superb. But yes, we're, we're east of England. It actually kicks off this Sunday at Coastal, which is a track uh, I really loves. David's doing the regionals as well, so I'm going to have him along as well. And uh, that's run by George Fairweather, who's a great guy, and one of the East of England crew, along with uh, James Crockhart. And um, uh, there's another chap involved as well, Paul, I think, um, in organising East of England. So that's where we'll be on Sunday do at you, Coastal. Do you guys do um, separate two and four wheel drive, or is it all on the same day? It, it's all on the same day, yeah. which does make it a bit manic and I think limits numbers. But it's traditional there that they've done it both on the same day. Yeah. I think separate dates would be better, although I know that makes the calendar very busy. But there was such a to-do over changing it that when James Crockart tried it, it also fell, I think, into uh, uh, around the, when things were picking up again, I think, after COVID and people started shouting and making you know shouting on facebook yeah. uh, oh we're not happy about this we're not happy about that and often those who maybe are all right with it you know don't really want to say anything and it got changed back so now it's two and four on the same day which isn't something i'm a great fan of because if the weather changes 
it's incredibly difficult to change setup if something breaks it's very difficult um especially running you know that's why I, I, there'd be no hope of me doing it let alone um obviously you know david if he did four wheel drive as well i'd have to have to hope for whether to stay dry really or yeah. wet all day one or the other um so I yeah mean, it's, it's right it's, changing it's, three it's three, changing three sets of tires around would, would, would be enough to, for me you know like between, wet, so. table, sorry, between <laughs> wet and dry if you know what i mean yeah yeah yes. okay and yeah you've had um as a team manager you've got a, um, an awning now as well a, a branded awning so if any uh, club races or anyone needed a bit of help or guidance or you know you're, you're, you're very easy to spot in the middle of the paddock yeah absolutely i've been very grateful to uh to cml they give me a nice uh four by three um team associated cml awning i actually won't have it at coastal this weekend purely because i haven't had time to sort out transportation for it yet but also coastal has indoor pitting and due to some of the arrangements with the car parking it's a little bit difficult well, yeah, to get no, the gazebo if, out there yeah, if you've got it's quite limited mate, yeah. for, <laughs> it's quite it's quite limited for space but certainly for like an awning of that size i'd have to lug it across the 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 the, the touring car track and things but yeah. uh, it will be up from hearts onwards and I mean, all associated drivers would be welcome under it, but I'd also go so far as to say anybody uh, would be welcome to come under it that, you know, might have an interest in the brand or just wants to get out of the rain, you know. We're quite, certainly something that I've, I've felt CML and associated as a whole, and also from the general himself, Craig Drescher, is it's a very inclusive team. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think that uh, uh, it's better to include people than to shut them out, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 that's what we'd be doing. So I've also got a lot of great promotional materials like flags and banners to bring along because we've not maybe been traditionally the strongest in the east of England uh, for CML and Associated compared to, say, the Midwest, where they're very strong. So I'm hoping I can uh, change that somewhat. Yeah, cool. Who's uh, who would you say Abe's main competition is in that region? Oh, um, there isn't that many juniors in the east of England. Yeah, if I'm being quite frank. But with regards to overall drivers, obviously Harley, I think won it last year. Yeah, uh, who's a superb driver. I've got a lot of time for her and her dad. And um, I'm not sure how many they're doing this year because I did have a chat with them because obviously she has her touring car uh, yeah. racing to think about, let alone her nationals. Um, I think we'll have Chris Delves there, um, Ellis Stafford, um, Joe Housen, um, Alex Carter will be doing some of them, I think. Um, uh, there's, some, there's some good traditional East of England drivers there like Steve Biscoe and others. Uh, but I, I'm quite confident Abe can do quite well there. He knows he knows a lot of the tracks yeah. now. I've been taking him round. And he, he's, he's, he's got it into his head now to be as fast as possible, no matter what the cost. Yeah. Because I think that's what you have to do to get right up to the top of the F1. So yeah. that's what he's going to be doing. Yeah, class, mate. Class. Um 
I'm going to I'm going to totally change the subject now. Um, you've you've done some euros, haven't you? Yes, yes, uh, yeah. You, you, yeah, float, we have. you floated about. It's really funny if you Google Pete Lyons, all you see is you in a Euro shirt. <laughs> I've been looking around for pictures of you for um, for, the, for the podcast. Oh no! Looking for, every, everyone is you in a Euro shirt. <laughs> yes, yes. I I was at Reims, uh, and uh, um, also I was there with Abe at Reims, and uh, I was at Pinarolo as well. Uh, back in my PR days, which was a great fun. Myself, um, Martin Owen, um, uh, Kev and Alec, we all went over. We rented a house uh, up in the hills just outside of Pinarolo. Will Venables uh, turned up. He was staying with us. We put him in the loft. There's some great stories about uh, some of the antics that went on there. Um, I know Janice Crompton was there and Paul Crompton. I remember Janice was astonished when I, I actually had her believe in I'd been in jail for murder for many years. <laughs> Honestly, it was it was hilarious. She she thought I was serious. Nice. And uh, I had to say, no, it's actually not true. I've never been in jail. Um, and um, it was it was a, a lot, lot of fun. murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not for murder. Uh, we 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 had a lot of fun at that Euros. It was uh, scorching weather. Um, so many funny stories. I remember one that Kev still laughs about to this day was uh, typical Kev. Was that there was a big triple at the back that I still I think they did in the when they held it again a couple uh, three years later or so. I think there was a big triple yeah, at the back. Yeah. You, you ran into coming off some carpet and I remember uh, Kev got it and he was he was saying I've got the line I've got the line and he'd forgotten to put his bulkhead screws in and in midair the literal whole front of his PR car bless it it wasn't the car's fault fell off and he sort of coasted up into the fence and it was like typical sort of like Alex sort of rolled his eyes like Kev had been in a hurry again and forgot to put all of his screws in oh, it was just one of those moments you get in RC when something happens that you're in stitches about and even though Kev was upset about it he he was laughing about it as well and it's they're the memories you make isn't it guys you know of things like that it's uh the things that you laugh about yeah definitely Definitely. If anyone wants to see that um, triple that um, Pete's on about, there's a video of Freddie Russell jumping that triple. Um, oh yes, on, on the on the wall with um, Dave Church commentating on it. Wow, how about that? Yeah, um, yeah. Ah, bro. You gonna... If you've really if you've really got the patience, you can go back on the RC Racing TV from the one the same year of that video of Freddie. You can see me overtake three people in the air, literally jump over them. Tommy Hall style. <laughs> That's right, Chris. Don't watch the rest of it because it all. Don't watch the rest of it because it all went downhill after that. Literally, it's a real. Had... It's a real place you can pass if you've got the 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 stones to do it. Yeah. You might say. Are, um, are we ever going to see you do any racing again, Pete? I mean, I know you've got a full-time race program with your lads, but you ever thought about like, digging old vintage out or something like that? Or it's it's something that. Uh, certain people, um, namely Darren Windsor's dad, keep asking me every time they see me. And 
um, I I must say, sometimes I think about getting hold of a B6 and surprising everybody. Um, not not saying that anyone would be particularly bothered, but uh, surprising everyone by turning up with one. But I'm so busy with making sure that Abe's cars are right, let alone David's. Um, I'm not entirely sure I'd ever have the time for it again. Who knows? But well, I mean, yeah, I don't mean full time, but I mean you've got you've got to be there. I'm not trying to talk you into this or anything, but you've got to be at the track <laughs> sometimes when your mates are there and the track's awesome and the sun's shining and you're like, oh, you know, I, want my, I wish I wish I had a, wish I was running around on this track or this layout or something like that. You know, you must have that kind of I, feeling every yeah. now and then. I certainly do. I certainly do. I mean. Uh, I know that I was on with you guys. Um, oh, I think it was two years ago now. Yeah, twenty-one years. Yeah, and uh, I think I covered some of this then. Was you know I started racing when I was twelve. That's back in um, eighty-five, and I finished in ninety-two, and then came back in twenty fourteen. So it's something I, I love, um, and I, I I did to a decent standard before in in the in the 80s and uh I sometimes I, I definitely have that feeling like when I was watching the the national um part of me is like looking at the track and thinking I live out I live it out when I'm watching other people I'm imagining what the inputs are on the on the on the on the wheel or on the sticks because I've driven both funnily enough wheel and sticks and I, it's, I can imagine what I would the inputs would be like if I'm watching Abe I'm thinking about what he's doing and where I would accelerate where, where is he putting the power on in the corner after the corner all and I, I I often think to myself about about doing it and maybe one day I mean Andy Windsor is always on at me about doing the veterans um, yeah, and cool. yeah. yeah popping yeah. up and just just doing the veterans who knows I, I think it's at um, Nemo this year, isn't it? I think yes, uh, yes, the yeah, Vets yeah. and Juniors, yeah. and the F three four five is up at another great track that's new for us, which is Paul Ainsco's place up at Durham. I think yeah. uh, that I, I would I would think we'll be going to, and um, yeah, maybe maybe because I would be uh, an F three now. I think. Because I'm the same as Abe, I would have dropped down because I was an F2N when I stopped. So, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe I'll I'll surprise everyone this winter. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I couldn't ask for a better two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive to do it, if I was going to say that. Um, They're great cars. Abe loves them to bits. So, um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. But I've got a lot of responsibilities with the whole CMLT manager thing as well. There's... uh, an awful lot for me to do. Yeah. Have you got any um, other racing planned other than the National Regionals? Anything else you've, you, were, you were going to try and get to or any other series? Or anything yeah. Like that? Yeah. I, I'm a big believer in trying to support club meetings if you can. So uh, the East of England, because you do two and four on the same day, um, it does free up the calendar somewhat. Yeah. Um, so we've got, obviously got all the Nationals to attend. And then the vets and juniors, um, and then the F345s, because obviously Abe's an F3, so we could do that um, up in up in Durham. And we've uh, uh, obviously the two local clubs for us are, are Hearts and Stockfold, 
And Abe's really looking forward to going back to Stockfold and seeing his friends uh, down there, like Alex Carter and others, on Wednesdays, because they run on Wednesdays, which start, I think, in two weeks' time. Um, I really would like to get up to... um, uh, is it PDMCC that's got the CML series? Yes, yeah, yeah, Pendle District Model Car Club. Yeah. Pendle. Yeah. I've had a look at that. Uh, I've joined their Facebook group, I think, which uh, they have. And I've looked at some of the dates, and I think we can make one of them. And I'd love to get Abe and David up there just to go support a club meeting, support a CML series, of course. And... Uh, you know, it, it's it, it, it's nice to get um, uh, uh, drivers along to, to things like that. And, you know, I, I'm not I'm not saying the sort of like, you know, we're, we're superstar drivers or this, that, the other. But it's easy to forget that, say, you take Abe, um, he is the current BRCA under 16, two and four wheel drive junior champion. And you get kids will come and talk to him and they're sort of like maybe to say in awe is a bit strong but it's sort of like he's got the chance to do things that they haven't had the chance to do yet yeah and when you do nationals all the time or whatever it may be it's easy to forget that and that the club racers are quite interested in seeing what you like yeah see how fast you are and get advice and tips and it's it's good to do that yeah, I mean, I bet if you Google Abe um, or, or type it into Facebook, the, um, so the young, the younger ones, if they that that picture that's floating around him, he's got about fifty trophies in front of him from one year. <laughs> you know, yes. I don't know yeah. if you took that, but he's like, he's, on, he's like on an astroturf straight, and there's just trophies yes. everywhere. You know, so. yeah, that I took that, and uh, that was in 2019. Yeah, and uh, I took that photo, and that was his national and regional Midwest trophies. Um, yeah, there was loads. Um, and, yeah, he, he was very blessed. And uh, uh, we were we were very blessed that year with everything he won. And uh, credit to him for it. Because sometimes, I think Craig said it about Tommy, you know, the stars line up for you and things can go your way. And, you know, when things don't go your way, I think you actually learn more because overcoming adversity and poor results is uh, is is character building so he's had some really really good times so equally when things don't go quite his way that's good learning for him as well yeah definitely right absolutely Uh, i can't wait to see how how well he does this year actually i think it's going to be going to be it's going to be great um we just yeah me too we're just ticking over the hour so um i know you listen every now and then pete so We've got our new Hall of Fame. Um, you've already dropped yes. out earlier that you, there's, there's one thing you wanted to put in. Have you got anything else you want to put in there? Um, I have got a list here, some of which may already be in there, which is why I've had a good think about it. Um, we, can, we can have we can have duplicates. Uh, we only have two duplicates at the minute. One is Neil Cragg, um, yeah. in the sense of he's in there as Neil Cragg, and also he's world's win is in there yes and tommy hall is also in there as tommy hall and his euros win right okay so here's my little list of hall of fame of things that i would put in um and 
I've got a few here, so we can whittle it down if you like. No, go but for this it, is, Go for it. This is some of it is special to me and my racing history and my memories, if you will. So uh, I would say uh, the RC10 Gold Tub, if it isn't already in there, should be. The, the JRX, world is in there. The yeah. JRX2 Lossy. I remember when that first arrived, seeing that with its carbon chassis and everything and the, the stick pack down the middle and, you know, the way those front shocks were so upright. My friend got one of those, a good racing friend of mine, Giuseppe, at the time when we were both at St. Ives Buggy Club. That was a real eye-opener. Honestly, I know this sounds a bit of a crawl because he's a hero of mine, but if Craig Drescher isn't in the Hall of Fame, that's a travesty. Yeah, he's in. Because he yeah. was he's in. The, the, the crag of his day. He was... I used to watch read about him in radio race car every time and follow what he was doing and look at what his tech chart was and see the photos and what he'd won and i didn't have the opportunity to travel with my racing then i wish i had but uh obviously that's why i try so hard with abe now but he should definitely be in there and it's it's funny for me now because obviously i i deal with him quite a lot and he's very very helpful to me with the, my responsibilities for CML and Team Associated. So it's funny, all these years later, chatting to him as I do. Um, is Novak in there? No, Smart no, no. no. I don't think it is, actually. <laughs> now, see, Novak was the first um, electronic speed control that I really loved. I had It's orange, obviously, and sadly, obviously, they only closed, I think, in the last year. I think uh, wasn't it Bob Novak? They yeah. they they came to the end of the road, yeah. Yeah. and Novak was very special to me. Uh, as was, and funny enough, Russ, you, this was in the chat not too long ago with you and Chris. Um, the JR Apex radio, yeah, that was my radio, and very fond memories for lots of racers with that. Uh, Pete's awesome products shop in Tottenham, yeah, uh, that will mean a lot to uh, some of the old timers. And I also thought about, I saw something the other day and it was an I- iconic post. And I thought, wow, I've forgotten about those. Was uh, I don't know if you guys ever remember laser matched cells. Yeah, I do indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, the, so there's just a little list of some things I thought about. Is the, um, is the uh, Schumacher Pro Cat in there? Because it should be if it's not. I don't think it is actually. No, only, only no, the Cat HLS. Ah, okay. Well, I'll put the Pro Cat in then as well. Done. Done. Brilliant. Right. Thanks for coming on tonight, Pete. It's been absolutely great to catch up and to talk and and to congratulate you on your your recent successes um, bringing the AE team into the future uh, for 2023. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Well, it's been been wonderful talking to you and Chris. Do you uh, want to thank anyone before we let you go? Friends, family, sponsors, long-suffering wife, anyone at all? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I'd I'd say thanks to my wife, Claire, because I couldn't do any of this without her. Uh, I'd certainly say thanks to um, Alex Springer and Kev Lee, who set me out on this road to start with. Um, Definitely want to thank um, CML, uh, Team Associated, Reedy, Craig Drescher, and uh, all the people that helped me uh, with with what I've got ahead of me as, uh, as team manager for the UK, including Chris, who was brilliant at the weekend. 
uh, for helping me out and being, you know, it takes bodies and hands, doesn't it, Chris, uh, to do things. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, you were fantastic, I have to say. And um, I'd also like to say, um, yeah, just thanks to, to all the listeners for putting up with me for an hour. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys all at, all at the track and uh, chatting about, uh, hopefully, more team-associated wins. <laughs> Perfect. Nice one, Pete. Thanks for coming on, buddy. I'll, speak, I'll see you. I'll put my teeth back in. I'll see you at the track, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both. Cheers. Thanks, guys. See you later, Pete. Right. See ya. And he's gone out about that. You know, one-take yeah, podcast. Good having a catch-up with Pete. Yeah, yeah, absolutely sound. Um, so you obviously were at the National, so let's let's continue. And, and how did you go at the National at the weekend? Well, should we go... Should go backwards in time because last night I was over doing some labouring at Telford. All right, that's, that's not no, a bad do idea. Do you want to go into? No, let's talk about. Do you want to go into nationals, or do you want to go into I, shoveling sand? To, well, not particularly shoveling sand, but I am interested to know how, how Telford are getting on with the new track. I've seen um, a picture of some Astro down. How's it looking now, as of last night? Yeah, I mean, we got some more of the Astro down, uh, just smoothing out taking out little divots and putting more sand into sort of to get it nice and flat. It is quite a flat track. It's a bit uh, bit flat. So obviously we did that. Uh, Tom Phipps was on the like the heavy duty roller, like the one you sit on and drive around. Uh, and the rest of us were just like laying down some of the I think it's called Turan. So we were throwing some of that down. Uh, the straight is near enough down now. There's a little bit where there's still some patch of mud that needs to be to be dried. Hopefully with it not raining here in the sunny Midlands this weekend, this week. Here's a question for you. They haven't, from the picture I saw, there's no like concrete apexes or anything in there. No. So, so, have they, believe... done it so have they done it so it's like a big square and they're just going to put hoses down in the middle of it? Yeah, that's the way it's going to be. That's so cool, man. That, that gives them before where we were before where we were limited. Yeah, before where we were limited, we are no longer limited by only by our imagination now uh, in terms of track design. So we've got that all all sort of that's in. Um, it's pretty flat. You don't realise, obviously, when we had all the concrete walls and stuff in it before and bits and pieces, you don't. You look at it and you think, oh, Telford, it's not that big a track. I tell you what, you realise you realise how big it is now with just this big, open, green expanse. Yeah. Uh, Have they kept any of the um, original bomber on the, on the top corner, top right-hand corner, nope. if you look off the rush? Is that nope. flat now? Yeah, well, no, there is there is features in it. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to give away what features because that'd be that'd be just too that'd be too. Mate, uh, no one too listens. No one listens to this bit, Chris. Come on. No, uh, well, yeah. Well, if if they did, they'd hear about Telford, wouldn't they? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so there is some fe- there is some features there. Uh, there is a feature in the middle, and there is a feature over to the to the left, and one that runs pretty long down the tra- down the track. Plus. Um, but no, it's it's looking really good. The Astro, um, they did test a couple of cars on it just to see if it was shifting or if any bits were bogging down. Um, I didn't personally have a go, so I can't tell you. 
Um, Tom Phipps put his four-wheel drive, not around the track, but literally just blasting it round in a circle and seeing how when it left certain parts of jumps, if it were kicked funny or anything like that, just so while we'd still got the Astro available to roll, if there was anything that was a nasty yeah. down ramp or up ramp, we could reprofile it. Is the Astro the same as the stuff at Southport, that, that Verdi stuff I've, the, I've heard them talking about? It's the same brand. It is Verdi, yeah. but it's two mil shorter than Southport's Astro. Uh, I can tell you, Tom was thraping his four-wheel drive around. Gordy was flinching a few times. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, it, it didn't look like there was going to be a lot of grip roll. It looked like a very, very nice surface, to be honest. Yeah. Have, watching it, I don't know. Out of interest. I don't know what it reminded how, me of. How, how, that, that popular West Midlands track, Southport, how do you know yeah. it's two millimetres shorter? Is, is that what it was ordered because at? We've, can we get two... No, no, sorry, I'm not taking the mic, but did, you, did they actually say, can we have it two millimetres shorter than the stuff you sell no. Southport? Or? So, um, we... We spoke to Aiden to find out where they had theirs from yeah. and what the prices were like. And Aiden said they were they were pretty good and the prices were, were in the right sort of range. Um, the Astro at Southport was, a, I could be wrong, but I think it was a 12 mil pile. Yeah. Um, and I think Telford's a 2 mil. Now, we rang up and we were originally just going to have the same as Southport because we know it's very good to race on. However, Verdigrass or Verdigrass or however you want to say it, they don't, they now don't manufacture that length of AstroTurf. They said the nearest one they do is the one we've got uh, and they told us that the pilot was two mils shorter. Got you. Okay. So it wasn't a conscious decision to go, yes, say, yeah, have, why, that was what I was trying to get at. Why? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a conscious decision of us going, yes, let's have a two mil shorter pile. It, it really wasn't. It yeah. was, that was what we had. If we were to go much longer, if we'd have gone longer, you'd have ended up sort of, it'd have been too long and it wouldn't have been very good for racing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But no, I'm sure it will be uh, very, very, very well received. It looked the car looked very nice going round on it, and it was still Tom's setup from Robin Hood. Uh, so, but yeah, it looked it looked really really good. That's that's as much as I'm, I can say really. No, class, mate. Class. I'm looking forward to um, to racing on it. Should be cool. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. So come on, then. How do you get on the national? Oh, uh, not too bad. Uh, first time out of the box, you know. I, I will say again, amazing, amazing effort by the Robin Hood crew. Um, and I don't know, can I say amazing amazing job by the BRCA crew now? Or is that blowing my own trumpet? Mm, I suppose, kind of, you can. You know, yeah. so... Did you have to do, that, any, and do you have to do any driver's rep stuff? Because if not, then you can I did say have it. to do a little, a little bit here and there, you know. A little bit here and there, you know. Not a few mislaps here and, you know, yeah. a couple of other bits. But, you know, I won't, I won't talk about that. Um... Then, yes, yeah, so that two-wheel drive started off wet. Put my two-wheel drive down. Man, it felt good. Two-wheel drive just felt absolutely awesome. Wet car out, obviously. Um, and it just felt absolutely brilliant. And, I mean, Martin Owen was going around in the same... Martin Owen and Joey Cockill were in the same same heat. Oh, did they do that, uh, on, pur- yeah, same do that on purpose? I don't know. I don't the think they did it on purpose. Seems... I just... 
Now I think it was just genuinely where the seeding was. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Martin's a three this year. I think Joey might be a three as well. Um, it just, it was just that, you know. We, I, di- I did mention to them that obviously we have an F2 on our podcast. Joey told me that it was a rain assist and it's not a real F2. He's got to let, so he, I said he's I, got to let that go, man. <laughs> well, I said I, I said I'd pass it on. I, I did say it wasn't so much the the rain assist that bugged me because I, I accept they happen outdoors. It was more the you know carpet race that bugged me. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, we, uh, we had a good run, actually. It was nice. Car felt great. Car, two-wheel drive wet car felt awesome. I, I was putting in some, you know, really good laps. I wasn't too far behind Martin. Um, I joked with Jamie that in the one practice, I was faster than him in the one practice. And well, did he break, did he break he, his car, did he? Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> or, or we did. Yeah, so, you know, but, you know, take... Take the wins where you can get them, Russ. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so, but no, it was really good. Um, the track was epic. Really good two-wheel drive layout. Uh, qualifying, first round, I had a decent run in the wet, and I got a 71st overall, which I was I was happy with. I was happy but disappointed because I'd made, I'd made one mistake. It cost me three or four seconds. Now, five seconds it cost me, and that would have put me seven places higher. So I'd have been, you know, top 70, almost top 60. I think it would have put me about 63rd, 64th, give or take a few tenths here and there, because yeah. it was very close. Oh, and I did say I'd mention this. I wasn't so much made a mistake. I was absolutely butchered off the track by Ewan Jarman. So thanks, Ewan. Uh, I do see the funny side of it, but I'm still going to grass you up, much like we did to Callum Mitchell every week. You did see the funny um, side of it, or you didn't? No, I did. I, I, I wouldn't see the funny really side of that, it. mate, if he smashed you off the track. You know what I mean? Well, he didn't, he didn't intend to. I bet he did. He did. In fact, he, mess- he, me- he messaged me and told me I just knocked your mate off the track because I don't like him. Did he? Did he? <laughs> All right, well, I'll make sure that at the next meeting when he's pitting under the gazebo, I'll just make sure I change his battery wires over. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Class, a proper speeder um, but yeah and then I, I took a chance in the end of the second one and I just swapped too early to yellows the track looked dry and I thought well it's only dry in this one or two spaces but then when I actually started running it just wasn't um, so I swapped back to the uh, in the next run the third run I went for the the dry car with the wet tyres yeah. and that was that was quite a good run Um and I think I got about an 80th in round, but then the last run I managed to put a good run in, fairly reasonably quick. I did one 13 lap run, and the other three I missed out on the 13 laps over all three runs by a total of like a second. Yeah, Potter was saying that he was saying he could, he couldn't get, he just couldn't get the 13. Yeah, I, I think I had one 13, and that was the one where I had that mistake. Um, and the other ones, it was like 12, 12.301 or 12.3005. I think the, the furthest away from the 13 lapper I was was 12, 12.30125, something like that. Yeah. You know, it was, then. yeah, very close. And I felt like, I felt a bit disappointed that I didn't manage, if I'd have put another 13 lapper in, 
I'd have moved up to about six places overall in the finals. Yeah. But I ended up on pole in the eye. Um, Mark Christopher's coming over going, I'm right behind you. Guess what's going to happen? I went, well, I'm going to hit the throttle and I'm going to disappear. <laughs> and that's what happened. So, you know, I, I just drove off. Okay. So you... The funny thing was, Dan Smith is also in the same two-wheel drive final. And he leans there, and Joey Cockill. And uh, Dan Smith leans down the roster because he's in third, so right behind me. Yeah. And shouts, is your car strong? I went, yeah, it's an associated, but it's quick as well. And I don't think I saw either of them apart from when I nearly lapped on that race. <laughs> Joey Cockill was making a charge back, but I'd got him in my back pocket. I'd got some time covered. I think with three laps to go, I'd got six or seven seconds. He was reeling it in by about a second, second and a half a lap. Yeah. So a quick bit of maths while the tannoy was shaking this, and you can hear the commentary. I knew that I didn't have to sort of push. I could just dial it back, not make a mistake. I didn't care whether I won by seven seconds, ten seconds, or two seconds. Uh, you know, I got over the line, and I was first, so that's all that mattered. Yeah, won a nice that. bat safe, kindly donated by Schumacher. So, oh, I'll like take that. um. Uh, one of those metal things for for your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. So I used that all Sunday. It was a very nice, uh, very nice bit of kit. How did you win that? You said the raffle was that a raffle prize? No, everybody at the nationals. If you win your final, yeah. After you've marshaled, you go to race control, and there's twelve uh, wheels, all with numbers on them, and you pick them out, and then there's a corresponding prize to your number that you've just randomly picked. Oh, that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, so yeah, so I got I got a, a bat safe, yeah, very nice. Nice, know. nice one. Okay. You gonna use it all the time? Four wheel drive. Yeah, well, I probably yeah I will. Like if I was just going to a club, be it deadly, I'll probably just keep a lipo bag because it's a bit of a thing to cart for that. But for drop for going to a national, it's it's ideal, yeah. you know, or a regional where you're going to be sort of carrying your big kit. Yeah, that'd be good. I would. It's a very good big kit. I would, if anybody asked me, if previously I was like, well, why you've got lipo bag, it's fine. But then after seeing a couple of lipo fires recently, and you know what, after using it, I can, I can see why it's better. Yeah, oh, class, mate. So, so yeah, apart from that, you know, four-wheel drive, again, a couple of good runs, but a bit disappointed. Uh just didn't feel as comfortable with the four-wheel drive as I did with the the two-wheel, but it didn't feel bad. I think it was just it was just me. Um, there was a few times where I put in some decent fast laps, but I just I was struggling just to string them together. So, but you know, we'll we'll learn from it and we'll do a bit of bit of work to go a bit faster at the next one. Yeah, class, mate. Class. Mm. I went. I took Bruce to Ledbury on Sunday. Were you Pitman again? I was Pitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only four, there was only um, thirty booked in, so there's no way I could um, run both of us. It'd be, it, it, I would have been pulling my hair out by um, second practice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even just even for us both to get out and practice is um, is a monumental task for the eighth cars. You know, once you because I've only got one. Well, at the moment, because I haven't really been doing that much racing. If I'm honest with eight, we've still only got one starter box and one engine eater. <laughs> yeah. So if we ended up in the same heat, we'd be um, we'd, we'd be scuppered. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't be scuppered, but it'd just be hard work, you know. Um, 
but yeah so now anyway you was yeah um, excuse me yeah, there was 32 booked in and he um, cut a long story short you don't want to hear all about it um he had an 18th in round and a 21st in round which put him it was right it was dry all day um after a was after after we got off the wets it was dry um and he qualified six in the c final he got fourth in the but he was he was in fourth by the second corner um and by the end of the second lap he was in second um a couple of people had gone off and he overtook one one guy who went wide um and he sat in between second and third right the way through through the fuel stops and and back out again Nice, um, nice composed drive. Well, yeah, it was actually until I told him to slow down. You know what we were talking about last week, and he was pushing like a couple yeah. of reasons, pushing like crazy. Well, the for our ten scale races, it ain't scale racing. You but you can bump up. So if you're in the C, if you're in the J final, the top three from each final go up to the next final. Just start in the back of the the next final. Um, so it was the top three to bump up basically. So Bruce was in second. He had ten seconds to third, and then he had another ten seconds to fourth. So I decided to tell him, well, you know, in the theory that because he didn't need need after fifteen minutes, mate, you don't know who's who, who's leading, who's what. If you're on the roster, yeah. unless you're getting signals from who, who, because you've gone past people in in and out, and people are crashing, you lose track. So I shouted up to him, you've got a twenty second lead, which in theory it was, you know, because he had to say twenty seconds ahead of the going fourth, or, or you know, the going fourth or twenty seconds back. So it was other than that, he was going to bump up. So I'm, I shouted up to him, Bruce. Don't, you don't need to push so hard now. Just just steady laps. You've you've got a twenty second lead. To- everything's in control. We're bumping up. Um, and at this, he just started lamping his car off apexes on the way in. And <laughs> his oh, forty yeah. second laps were turning into forty sevens, and I'm like, mate, this is anyway. You're probably fine. Look, though, I don't mean this in a but yeah, exactly. And it, but luckily, the guy who was in, I'm not knocking anyone. I promise. But this is so funny. The guy in fourth was hitting pretty much the same amount of stuff that Bruce was, so he still ended up um, coming through um, in second for the bumper. So, oh, well. yeah, yeah, as long uh, as driving well, that's all right. Isn't yeah, now he's flying, mate. Absolutely flying ground. Um, his first half of the run was was really good. Just nice and just nice solid laps, you know, nothing fancy. Yeah. Um, and he he was over, he, well, not just me. Everyone was over the moon that you managed to get the bump up. Um, but it towards the end of the final, the sea final, it started to rain a bit, and he and he was like, and he was, and I was like, Bruce, is your car all right? He's like, I've got no steering. Um, I'm like, ah, but that's because it's raining, Bruce. You just need to slow down a bit, mate. Anyway, the rain shower carried on. And we went out for practice for the next one, um, for the B final. And he's like, I've got no steering. And I'm like, mate, it's the same as everyone else. I've got no steering. No, 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 I want the wets on, I want the wets on. And I'm trying to explain to him that I can't exactly put the wets on now because I want the wets, I want the wets. So anyway, so I ran, so uh, being a good dad and all that, I ran up and got the wets. So I'm like, mate, it's going to be drying three or four laps. Everyone else is going out and dries. I think you should just suffer it round. No, 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 I want the wets on. So anyway, it's raining, Chris. So I ain't got time to argue with an eight-year-old. So I launched all these tyres on. Um... And obviously, I stopped the engine. The race started, and I put the so basically we were going to do a pit lane start on the wet tyre. So I put the car in the box to start it up, and I started it. Um, and I realised as I started, the engine was was cold. And um, we got to the end of the pit lane, it flipping cut in it. Oh. 
So I ran off after it, got it back, got it started again. Um, and he went end of the straight and ran the second corner and it cut again. <laughs> like God. So yeah, so he had, he had a he had a nice. Well, yeah, at the end of the day, mate, he had another fifteen minute run with his car. So he, he was over the yeah. moon about it. He just kept his head and just started just started putting laps in, putting laps in, putting laps in, and then yeah, he came off. Russian really happy. Really happy. So that's all that matters, then, isn't it? Well, yeah, we, um, we, had, we had a good day. We had a good day. It was just a shame that um, Stu, who we go in the same van as, because um, he lives in the same street as me, he finished fourth. It would have been great for them both to bump up because Matt Alcock, another associated driver, had, had won the final. He, he'd had a bad day, so he, he'd end up lending a, a nitro car of someone else um, to, to run the final, and he won the, won the C final by an absolute mile. Um, yeah, he's a decent driver. He is, yeah. He was just, he was just out of position. He, but he made, he pulled the seat um, because yeah, he, he didn't finish his first two races. Um, so yeah, yeah and, and obviously he's, lo- he's lending the car, so he's not taking it that that hard. But yeah, it was, re- no, it was a really good day out, um, really good. So we're but, but we're out practicing this weekend again um, on Saturday this week, and then we're having Sunday off, and then we've got the regional in a couple of weeks at um, Telford. Telford, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it should be a, it should be ready and uh, it'll be it'll be good. Yeah. I think it'll be an enjoyable, an enjoyable time for for everybody yeah, there. And good, uh, the pictures, be nice the, to the, it. The spy shots I've put up look really good, mate. To be fair, so. Yeah, there has. There's been a there's been a lot of work put into yeah. it. Um, Have you um, uh, got anything else you want to talk about, or do you want to thank the sponsors? No, no, but I will say actually, I've. Uh, I've already given a shout out to one awesome product that I've uh, I've been had this week, um, but I do want to say I've been fitting my uh, new speed control, my new speedos this week. You have well, indeed re- the Reedy six ten Rs. Yeah, very nice, very they, nice. Lots they, of nice are new. They nice, look the same. Are they smaller, yeah, bigger? They now they they look um, identical except on the old ones. Um, it says Reedy on the top and Reedy in black down the side. Um, on the new ones, it's just got the R and reading white down the side, and one says six ten, one says five ten. But after plugging them in and you know having a little play with some, look at some of the new settings. A lot of nice new settings. Uh, it's, a, it's what ten amp faster on the continuous, um, so it's 160 now instead of a 150, and it's a 32 bit processor, so even smoother than they already were. So the question um, is, have you tried it down the street yet? No, you know I won't do that. Oh mate, not even just to set the trim. That's my normal no. excuse. <laughs> no, not do it. You know I don't drive my cars in the street. Yeah. Um. So there's that. But I've also fitted a nice CML product, the new Centro uh, battery pluggy decorative pull-out things. Don't know what they're called really. But yeah, another another nice little nice little product. So they're on my cars now. The, the, you know about the low-profile battery connectors with the anodized lids. That's the ones. I didn't know what we were calling the what you call part, the anodized number C zero three four six something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, isn't it B? I'm sure. Oh, connector. Yeah, it was no, C, C something. No, C, yeah. C for Centro zero three four. I think it's something. it. I think it's zero zero. If you type, zero, three, if you type in four four mm on the CMO website, I'm sure that'll pop up at some point, or five mm. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever, whichever one your batteries fit, take. <laughs> but now they are really, really nice quality. Uh, the anodizing feels quite feels nice on it. Uh, so, yeah. So I'll basically uh, today um, I'll prep six cars because I've got I've, Dylan's racing in the the Scotty and things. So 
the five ten R's that have come out of my old my old five ten R's have come out. They've had to be transplanted into Dylan's car because he's got it into his head, and I don't know where he's heard all this from. That in an associated, if it's not really, it's not right. <laughs> well, he does, the, so, and, and also he deserves it as well. Well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've done all that today. Yeah, class one. Yeah. So yeah, so we've been busy. Um, are you anywhere this weekend? Uh, no, no, there's nothing on. I could, I'm sure I could find somewhere to race, but at some point I've got to have a family weekend. So yeah, cool. Yeah, that'll right. be this weekend. So do you want to thank the sponsors then, mate? And we'll call it a night on our extended weekly podcast. Yes, mate. Uh, we say week in, week out. Big thank you to the sponsors. Uh, CML Distribution, knocking out some great uh, battery connectors now. Uh, big thank you to Schumacher Racing and to Will Speed. Uh, again, we couldn't do this without you. Support all these manufacturers and support your local shops, guys. Nice one. And I'll say thank you to the listeners. Guys, thank you very much for getting involved with our Car Crash of a podcast. Thank you very much if you get this far into the show. It means a lot. Um, don't forget to like and share. Don't forget to drop us a message on the page if you want us to talk about something in particular or, or, or there's, a, or there's a, a guest you think could be good or subject you want us to talk about. Just let us know and we'll do our best to, uh, to look after you, basically. That's it. Don't forget to like and share for your chance to be in with a prize at Christmas. And Christopher, I will see you at the regionally. Well, actually, I won't. I'll see you next week with another fantastic guest. But then I'll see you in two weeks at the regionally. You certainly will. Yeah, I don't have a good